So here's what you do. You uh you go up to the lovely lady and you just come out of the gate swinging. You don't have to know them. Preferably you have a little communication beforehand, but hey, fuck it. Um say, hey, I got a nickname for you. And she's like, hmm. Nickname, oh my god. Goldfish. And of course, her face is going to be like, ugh, goldfish. Why the fuck would he want me to be a small little orange smile crevice of a thing? And then you respond very swiftly. Once you see the facial expressions, you lean in with a little wince, a little wink. Because you're the snack. That smiles back. And if that doesn't work, um, you might as well put a nail in the coffin. The ladies just don't like you. Welcome to episode 147, I believe. Yes, episode 147 of the Often Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. Follow the pod, hit the notification bell, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, suck some titties. And uh, recording this at 2.33 a.m. on May 27th. Hopefully try to get this out by this Friday, this day, you know. Not very often does your boy actually record the pod on the day and post it that day. Your boy's a busy man. I like to space out. I, I realized something about myself. You know, it kind of it kind of hit me like a kind of hit me like a ton of seismic waves. Um, I am not someone that likes to do a shitload of stuff in one day. I do a shitload of stuff in one day, but here's what I mean: I like to break apart a process gradually. Over a couple days. And get the job done. I, I do not like marathon type of shit anymore. I used to be obsessed with marathon type. I used to be obsessed with marathon type of workouts. Like I would be in the gym for four hours. Like when it was at an unhealthy stage years and years ago. When I was training for stripping. And like man like you you get some great but man you you can get some great shape you 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 can get it in but all you want to do is get out of yourself well not like the movie get out cuz you know I'm all about the having them meet your family um <laughs> uh my life would be totally different if I'd never met any of my significant others families from the past I don't know I don't know who I would be. Anyways, but yeah, um, I realize, and I, the reason why I, I guess I want to kind of uh, get kind of experiment with this topic is, well, what what is a better thing, right? Is it better to do three part pro? Is I, I would compare it like, let's say you get remember in school when you would get an assignment three months ahead of time right, at the semester, it'd be like, hey, I'm giving you this assignment, this assignment October 1st, then the semester is like December 14th, December 15th, whatever the fuck, you have two and a half months 
here's the rubric. Here's everything you need to do. You this can be done in a week and a half if you do your research, you do your due diligence. You could break it all apart. You can do like an hour of it a day and you will be done in a week and a half. And you don't have to worry about it for two months. But what do people do? Eh, I'll wait till December 7th to start this shit. To really get it going. Because, you know, when your back's against the wall, that's when you actually perform. There's got to be a pressure to you. Uh, But I I think it's really just human nature to just only do something when it needs to be done. I think... And I think I'm kind of like rebelling, ironically, against human nature by not waiting to do shit. Like, when I think it, when I need it to be done, I don't wait till it needs to be done. I get it done before it technically needs to be done. So, uh, I guess you could say I'm uh, done. Uh, oh, Ryan. Done. Uh, but, yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyways, let's uh, move past that. I found my, uh, found my grip strengthers. Grip strengthers. Blah, blah. It's basically things, uh, the strengthen your grip. I found these things I used to use when I first wanted to get my hand strength up back in my early youth type of things. And goddamn, your boy's got a grip. To grip them cheeks. And I'm not talking about her booty. I'm talking about her face. Because I'm all for facial abuse. Um, Yeah. Trevor Bauer style. Anyways. Um, it's weird that he is being suspended for two fucking years. Shit's so wild to me. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasant. It's been a pleasant week. And again. I know I've been not potting as much recently. But. The analytics are still well. The pod is still performing. And as I mentioned before, you know, my life's just in a my life's in a different space. And I need you to understand that. You need to understand that I am finding myself in the midst of uh, a lot of guys finding the inside of myself. Um, isn't it weird how when you quote unquote, whatever that means to find yourself. Just thinking out loud right now. Oh, honey, now we found love right where we are. Uh, it's funny when you quote unquote, what does that really mean to find yourself, right? Is it to confirm what you kind of already knew in the back of your head, but you either fell into whatever societal pressures or norms? Is it, is it actually you completely find a version of yourself that you didn't know existed? What does it mean to find yourself? Because if you're yourself, you kind of already know what yourself is. It's just about getting that out of you. And whatever you have to do to get it out of you is the real process. Like, I don't think you just... You experiment and you live and you find different things and then you completely become something else. Like, I feel like you already have an idea of what you are and what you're trying to find. But for some reason, 
that there's something blocking of getting it out. And I'll, I'll give an example for myself, right? Not to talk about myself, but it is my fucking podcast. So for people that want to bitch about people that talk about themselves on their own fucking podcast, well, get a podcast. And then you can talk about anything but yourself. So, I don't know what to tell you. But, it seems recently in my life, I have found, quote unquote, I, I truly feel I have hit that official I have found myself. And it's something that hit me about a week ago. What is Now, finding yourself doesn't necessarily mean you're where you're at, quote unquote, in your success ladder, whatever the fuck that means. It doesn't mean that this is like as good as it's going to get. It doesn't mean that there's things about yourself that won't change, per se, as you get older. But when I think about finding myself, it's... You have proven yourself over a period of time that whatever you have chosen and whatever you have dove into... And uh, whatever you have actually decided the route you've gone on, you've been on it long enough where you have proven to yourself that it matters to you. For me, that's a various different things. I'm someone that does a good amount of different shit to keep, you know, life interesting. Uh, and ironically, finding yourself... The beginning of the journey, or the, oh, Jesus, I'm already sounding like one of those fucking. The beginning of my journey, you know, it's a journey to the center of my fucking dick, because goddamn, I am swinging this shit around and dragging this shit out. Uh, finding yourself has this. When I quote unquote, if when I look back, I realize kind of when it started, but when I when it started. I wasn't thinking about quote unquote finding myself. I was just in a very desperate place. I, I, honestly, like I was in a very a combination of a desperate place, a humbling place, a place I haven't been in so long that all it did was force me to really have to kind of like accept the situation, but also understand that you're going to have to create something out of this. And part of that was starting this pod, which, by the way, in two weeks will be the one-year anniversary. It's fucking insane when you think about it. Um, I, I, and the idea of finding yourself, you already know the parts that you are. But it's about making it where you want other people to identify with that part and be seen in a way, literally and figuratively, like be seen, but also be adulated, be accepted. But you have to find, but you have to find a way to find yourself in that and find a way to make it uh, digestible, where it's not just self-serving, but where other people actually get something out of it. Like for someone like me, I'm a very quirky not like one of those Zoe Deschanel wannabe girls who are like, oh, I'm so quirky because I make little <laughs> jokes. It's like, ah, Jesus. It's like, oh, and they play a few strings on a ukulele and just like, 
I'm just a little girl stuck in the middle. Then my mama used to fiddle with my widow. It's like, no, like you're not quirky. You're just kind of like, you're actually, ironically, quirky is supposed to be kind of original path. And you're ironically, just like everything else, you are mainstream. Quirky has become mainstream, which has taken away from the quirkiness. It's like being an underground or an independent artist, but a lot of people fucking know you. It's kind of like, eh. It's not even hearsay. It's like, actually, you could find me on the same streaming and YouTube platforms that you find Drake with 26 million subscribers. Uh, but yeah, how's it underground if it's above? I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, the whole idea of finding yourself. I don't think you're really trying to find a brand new person. I think you're just trying to find a way to get something out of you. That you know it's in there. But there's something blocking it. And you have to do the work to get that out. Because you have to do the work to get that block out. The cock block out in some cases. Uh, Goddamn cock blocking man. You, you gotta get these bitches out of here. Uh... That's a work. That's a work of art. All right. Sometimes you, yeah, fuck them to get them out. Like, all right, I fucked you. Get the fuck out. Um, and it's like, no, I'm never leaving. I don't have a home. Um, as oh, like they never do. Uh, I truly believe in uh, some of came to a. I know Jesus. Sorry, I hate this pod as is. Uh, not the whole podcast. I hate this episode and how it's going. Jeez, I told myself I wouldn't be all sentimental. But you know what? We're going to get, you know, I'm gonna, I have to get the second episode out this week. I did a fun one earlier. You know, I get some, you know, kind of where my mind's at. I'm in a pretty relaxed mood. I ate some bad food. I needed to. As weird as that sounds, I, I'm one of those people I realize I... When I work really hard in a day, long hours, and I really do what I need to do. It's almost like I need to reward myself with bad food, as weird as that sounds. That's still like something I'm trying to get out of the bad habit. Like, bad food and bad habits shouldn't be rewarded just because you did a lot of good and you technically were active and shit. Like, you know what? It defeats the whole fucking purpose. It's like you need to stay on the ball. Uh... So things like that, that I, I like I'm kind of still scared of losing the grip grip on my health, the vice grip, the grip strength. Yeah, see what I did there, and it's almost like you gotta you gotta find some solace in certain things, and it's it's still that thing that you not struggle with, but it's still that thing that you're still figuring out. And I'll be the first amount. I'm still figuring uh, some. Those parts of my life. Why Why do I resort to this comfort of going to X place to get food? Because it feels good and it makes me sleepy and I need to sleep. And I've put in a lot of work this week. Like It's almost like I feel like I got to reward myself just for the sake of rewarding myself. Because I don't want to be one of those weirdos that doesn't enjoy life. But I do. I enjoy life a lot. I'm a very happy guy. Um... Uh, Believe it or not, I, you know, it's fine. Like for girls of like resting 
they call it resting bitch face. I think for me, I have resting fuck off face. And you know what I don't want people to do? The fuck off. Well, I shouldn't say never. There's some people. They really need the fuck off. But for the most part, fuck on. Come the fuck on. Please, talk to me, baby. Uh, no, it's a... Uh, get your fuck on. Get your freak on. Get the fuck on my dick. Uh, but yeah, it's a... Uh, Jesus, I, I hate, I, starting to sound like one of the spear, oh, but it, it, well, here's what I'm saying about finding yourself that I've figured out, ironically finding myself, is that you don't seek out the quote unquote find yourself, you have to do consistent work over a long period of time of changing something drastic about yourself, and when you change something drastic about yourself, in my case, it was my body. And my health, well, health is, eh, you know, I still eat Taco Bell once or twice a week. So still a child of, still a child of sin. Um, by the way, should they, should you be fine for having trash in your car? Like if a cop comes by and like, in a, and you're in a parking lot and he's sitting there looking through you know, looking through your window and shit, and then you just have, like, fast food bags all over your passenger seat, should you get a fine just for, like, indecency, just for, like, being trash? Like, it's not littering, because it's technically in your car, so maybe you're, like, in littering. You're littering in. But, you know, it's like if you, if you technically, if you get caught asleep in your vehicle, that's like a, it's a, it's like, public it's not public indecency but it's like a public it's a basically like a trespassing soliciting type of shit especially if you're like drink like if you're drinking and you're pulled over and you're drunk type of shit which by the way i found out Dwayne Haskins was, was actually legally drunk when this shit happened um i don't know if it doesn't make the situation any better or worse um i will say I guess it kind of explains how something like that could happen. Um, walking across intersections and shit. Like, yeah. But, neither here nor there. Should you get fined? Like, should you get a $100 fine if I see you have like a Wendy's, Arby's, and a McDonald's bag just sitting in the bottom of your passenger seat? Like, honestly, like, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Force people to clean their car, me included. I'm not. I don't necessarily trash my car like that, but I need a vacuum and a car wash and air freshener. Cause goddamn, I fart the living fuck in that shit. Oh leather, you better leather. Smell these cooch farts. Oh, those cooch farts. Who? They uh, they got a hot barber hot. Oh, but. In this process of changing myself, the confidence in my personality, it's not, my personality isn't really different. It is just more lively because to me, there's no, I I can't use anything as an excuse to not be lively or myself because in personal situations, I've always been essentially the funny one. 
Honestly, if you ask my friends, I'm always the one that throws in the quirky pun, the jokes and shit. Like, I'm the joke guy. And now it's uh, it's almost like a shift. It's like, not only am I that, I'm no longer just like, I'm part of a group. And I'm. it's like, people gravitate towards me. All because my persona and demeanor and my openness to be more approachable. To be more ongoing to go forthcoming to people and uh, not instigate, but uh, not interrogate, but to initiate more conversation with random people, whether it be at work or even saying hey to people that I see at the gym or hey to places I go on a daily basis or being just more social and not being afraid if someone gives me a fuck off look. Because you know what you realize? that The biggest fear of like when you approach a stranger. Is that your biggest fear is that like someone is just going to be like. Hey don't fucking talk to me. What the fuck do you want? And really 90% of people are really actually want to be acknowledged. Want to. Even if they don't know you just like hey. You just give them a wave. Give them a smile. A smiling goes. Something I've learned. Over the past month. And it's weird that it takes someone 26-ish years to figure this shit out. It just goes to show that that you never really... Some people take a long time to get to certain points and to be okay with it. Something as simple as you would think smiling is something you figure out at a young age. And, you know, you have an idea of how much it matters. But you don't really know until you actually... Take the action yourself and be like, you know what? I'm willing to put myself out there, weird some people out, be ridiculed. And your biggest fear is that you're going to get a lot of like awkward feedback. Because then you're like, am I being disingenuous? This isn't who I am. It's like, but it is. That's the biggest thing. Like my biggest fear when I'm changing a lot of this shit about myself is that your biggest fear. Is that like kind of this biggest fear that you have in your head? And everything also which you realize that all this shit is just in your head. No one is worried about you saying something you shouldn't. And shit like that. But. What you realize is. um, Where was I at? Is that a lot of people. Feel. Like they're unseen. And you could tell that. And you could tell just by the way when you look at someone in their eyes and say, hey, what's your name? What's your name? Like if someone you see on a semi-regular basis and they see you, but you've never said hey to each other. But, you know, whatever, you cross paths, you're like, hey, what's your name? And you just smile and you introduce yourself. And you say, nice to meet you. And maybe some small talk, maybe not. Maybe you have to go about... But some as small as that, you see the look on their face. The fact that someone like, I actually want to know your name. Something as small as that, you could tell it doesn't happen that often. Because we assume that, oh, a hundred people have asked this person today what their name is. Reality is, some people go weeks without someone not acknowledging them in a public form or a private form. I think you'd be. I think people be surprised how much. I I think we assume in today's age that we're just getting that every person's just getting like 
20 people texting them a day or people are getting like 80 messages a day from people. There are a lot of people that don't really get anything and that's okay. Like some people are like, I don't want a shitload of messages. Like I, I would just look at it like, Jesus, like, why do you want to say hey to me today? Jesus fucking Christ. But in a real interpersonal form, it's different. Because it's almost like a... Jesus oh, just got a text on Snapchat. It's probably some... Hey, baby, you want to meet up and have sex? You know, one of those fake Snapchat sex accounts type of shit. And it's 3 in the fucking morning. It better... Honestly, at 3 in the morning, some person named blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say it. It better be some bullshit sex me, baby. But uh, I really, I really, I really think we we have taken for granted how much people actually. I'm actually kind of curious now. What is the person? Oh yeah, of course it is. Yep, this is a hi there, babe. I found you on SC, that Snapchat, for the people at home, and you seem kind of hot, lol. I don't know how you find me kind of hot when literally the only thing you see on my Snapchat is my avatar, and he's wearing an Hawaiian Capri. Um, anyway, da-da-da, look at my story and let me know if I'm cute or add me on sex. <laughs> my username there, nah, she put there wrong, I already turned off. Is sexy sugar twenty three, okay? Question question mark, and then the link is snapsex.club slash fist. Oh wait, first, well, might as well be a fist because I am punching out of this one. But yeah, um, I think what what you realize is a lot of a lot of us out here really just want. To be seen. We just want to be acknowledged in everyday life. And I think a lot of people don't. And then I, I could sympathize with the opposite effect. Where if it's someone like you're famous. or And I know people don't want to hear this. Being an, uh, an attractive fella. But I would say mainly probably for girls. Based on just how men and women work in a sense. Is that if you're being approached all the fucking time and you're just out shopping, you're out with friends doing X, Y, Z, and you really just are out doing whatever, and every time you just got to feel this pressure and this the thirst just thirsting around you, where there's a guy just feeling like he's got to be a little bit creepy, trying to force conversation, and you're just being nice or whatever. And I, I, w- I would understand how after a while you'd be like, you know what, this shit's actually kind of annoying. On the opposite end. And of course, there's always a middle ground. Enough to make you feel, oh yeah. But, not so much where it's, uh, Jesus. Because anything in overbearingness is when shit becomes annoying, unattractive, and all that shit. But, anyways, um, let me take a sip of my ghost.
But yeah, finding yourself. It's a um it's a weird thing that can't be quantified. It's one of those things that I don't care what spiritual podcast, I don't care what bullshit video you watch. There's no real pathway to finding yourself. I can tell you some things that could more than likely help, but every individual and what they're really trying to seek is so different that the what I had to do to get there, a lot of self-isolation, a lot of really focusing on not just myself, but focusing on what it actually takes to do what you want to do. And most importantly, I think more than anything, is the territory that what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, whether that's career or personal goals, your immediate goals. Like, what is it you really want to change? And what is that going to come with? What is it that when you reach that, what is the reaction? What is the rewards you're trying to selfishly, honestly, benefit from it? If you are trying to lose a bunch of weight or get in really good shape, what is the rewards you're hoping to come from that outside of just you feel good? Which, by the way, just to feel good is more than enough. But realistically, I'll speak for a lot of dudes, it's you want to be found attractive. For me, found attractive again. Not the first time I've been in shape. First time I've been this ripped, uh, oh, and I've been ripping the farts lately. Um, but no, what what was it that I really wanted? For me, I think I mentioned before, I wanted to cut out the excuses for any um, insecurity I may have had about being around people. Like I don't like wearing certain clothes to in dire heat. Like I remember when I first started my job, right? I would wear the the same pair of black jeans with sweatpants under it in November. It was like fifty six degrees out, but you're inside, you're in a truck where I'm not gonna get too much details, who gives a fuck? But I would wear a hoodie, I would wear a sweater. I would almost never wear like a shirt, right? And I look back and I'm like, wow, I probably lost a few extra pounds just from sweating it out. Like, but I remember doing all that. I'm like, wow, I am doing a whole lot to hide something that no one is even seeing. You go through so much trouble to think about something. You go through so much trouble to avoid being seen in something where no one is seeing you because you're in a tube, essentially. No one is seeing you for that whole shift, for the whole six hours or whatever the fuck. No one is seeing you. And when I broke it down to myself like that, and I did it in real time, I'm like, I put all this time to hide something that that is not even worth hiding because no one's seeing it. 
And when I put it like that, it really reminded me. Like, wow, you have lost. What made you very an attractive quality that made you a very attractive person years prior when you were just call what is a ladies man and I don't say that in a way but like I I was always Jesus Christ it's fucking snot but uh I was always, I never felt a threat of being alone. That that doesn't mean I was with one girl, but talking to another at the same time and always have one as a backup. But I knew, honestly, in the back of my head, like, look, if this girl don't want to be with me, I, I, it's not that hard for me to charm another girl with my terrible jokes. Like, there's certain things that just work. It is what it is. But some along the way, I lost that, right? And I'm not going to get too detailed about whatever. But something I, lo- I lost, I-, I lost the thing that maybe uh, this adulated character through someone's eyes. And honestly, at the time, I was probably lacking a lot of genuineness with the girls. And I was playing more of a part for protective reasons, but also... Because I was so afraid of being boring. And I, and that's the thing. Through this whole process. It's not just finding yourself to be actually who you are. And it's not just about finding yourself to um, actually get the best parts out of yourself. It's about being okay with the parts that maybe aren't the funnest. And being okay with what comes with that. Like there may be a certain type of girl. That you would want to be with. That's very fun and very attractive. But you're not like that for different things. And you would be trying to. Meet someone at their type of level for certain things. That's just not you. And over time the genuineness will spew out. And the truth will come out anyways. But you were so keen on like, hey, I want to be with this girl. Like, ah, ah. And you convince yourself that, you know what, maybe, maybe over time. It's like, no, it's not. And I think what's different now is I feel in control of what I actually attract. I feel in control of what I actually desire from a woman. And most importantly, I am more than okay with not conceding to certain things that aren't me. Doesn't mean I'm not mindful and shit like that, but it just means I like, you know what? If this is like a do or die, if this is an ultimatum, then so be it. Then I guess it's a no. I'm and also I think, you know, if I and if I had to be really honest about myself, is that finding quote unquote yourself, and I know I keep repeating about I'm just trying to remind people throughout this. Whole 37 minute rant as I'm speaking rambling and shit. Uh, 
is that when during this process, as you're reminiscent on yourself, you realize, wow, I'm really a piece of shit. And of the self-reflection throughout this process, it comes in waves. It's not this like, hey, like you, it's not this eight-hour intervention to yourself laying in bed. Like, holy fuck, I can't believe this happened. It's not like this, it's not this ayahuasca experience in your head. It is a gradual this here. Randomly, a month later, you think of this and... You know, it, it, it comes in waves, but when it comes in waves, you deal with it where it's not overwhelming, but it's clear-minded. When shit's overwhelming, you're not really clearly thinking. You're not clearly seeing the problems that what was and what is or what they are. You're, you're just overwhelmed by the mass, the density of it. And when I have found... When I have found myself throughout this, I think the thing I was very impressed, and I think it's very important to admit when you're impressed by yourself. I was very impressed that I was actually, uh, I was, let me think of a way to word this correctly. I was, I was very impressed that I, Took accountability for a lot of my shit. And I've always been a person to take accountability. But when I really broke down a lot of shit in my recent history and past and stuff. There's a forgiveness aspect with yourself. But there's also like, hey, you know what? Like, you, you're you not this holier than thou. Not pre and I know I probably preach a lot sometimes, but I, I did a lot of fuck shit with girls. And I'll and I think in a weird way that was kind of God repaid me back, alright. He he took a life from me. Um <laughs> oh, that hit deep. No, but uh I, I guess the main thing I want to make about is find, finding yourself is more about acknowledging shit that puts you in a position where you were your back was against the wall. And like that project, like that project where they gave you two and a half months beforehand, but you still wait till last week and you were up and you were still working on that shit, doing the work sided. 20 minutes before the 9 o'clock class started. And. It took for me to be essentially. Broke. No job. Uh, extremely unhealthy. Uh, over Combination of overweight. Um, I was past my drinking at a point. But it was still. It was still, it still wasn't out of the realm of possibility that I would get back into it. And luckily I didn't. Um, But it took all of that 
for me to actually figure, to actually start being uncomfortable again. The same thing that drove me success earlier in life, I fell into a drought and I had to find the discomfort and be uncomfortable again. And that was the scariest part. And now, when I look at my life now, all the things, like something as saying hey to someone, there's nothing more uncomfortable for me. You want to talk about anxiety. Like, when I hear people talk about anxiety, like, I, I, I laugh at it. I'm like, really? Something makes you uncomfortable? That's not anxiety. It's called being a human. Things make you uncomfortable. To me, when I hear anxiety, it's like, you literally can't function. Not just like, ah, oh, well, fuck me, I guess. Like, when you say hey to someone and they just walk past you, like, all right, I'll just go fuck myself. Like, that type of shit. That's not anxiety. That's like, oh, that was uneasy. That's not anxiety. Now, saying hey to someone is not uncomfortable. Approaching someone, being myself, being a little flirty, but being a genuine person and being okay that someone may reject me for me. Where before, I wouldn't even feel it if someone rejected me because I wasn't really being myself when I was approaching someone or when I was uh, trying to uh, fancy a lady. It wouldn't even make me feel nothing if they didn't like it because it would be like, ah, I know that's not really me anyways. Where now it's, I'm about as genuine as you can be be of myself and if someone were to actually reject or not like a version of me it's because they actually don't like a version of me and that's okay and it's the thing about getting comfortable molding yourself getting comfortable not just comfortable in your skin but becoming genuinely confident there's a lot of fake confidence out here I've, I've spoken about this thing before when someone overt like anytime I see a guy specifically be overtly confident and talk about how confident they are and they think just by talking they're confident they think just because they're outgoing they're confident when there's a reserve genuine confidence too that I actually respect more but everyone has a different forms don't don't just assume because someone acts confident they are and I know this because I, I still, I, I see it from certain people. And I see how I act. I see how they're comfortable and how when they get pressed on certain things or when some shit they're not able to adapt, they're not really confident. When you can't adapt, when you're not witty like the boy, when you don't have a ability to react and say things in real time, when you have to go by your self-involved script and essentially be the main character and everything for it to work you're not really the most confident person you have to have all these things aligned to fit you're com you're confident when you are in control of your lead per se when you are carrying the ball you're confident but when you're blocking or setting a slip screen are you Sports reference, but you when you find yourself ironically, 
it, I don't even know if ironically is the right term, but incoincidentally, you learn a lot about how other people's way of self-confidence comes out and works. I I notice, I'll tell you what I really notice. I, I really, the biggest difference with myself, without being self-serving, is that because I, I think genuineness will always have an aroma or stench to it. In this case, a good stench, because your boy's hygienic. Um... Genuineness will always have a good stench and aroma to it. People are always gravitated to someone that they know what they're getting. Because honestly, we as people, all we want to know is what are we getting? I want to know when I converse with someone every day. What am I getting? When I work with someone every day, what am I getting from a work standpoint or not? When I when I go to establishment and I get my same order every day, when I get my same iced coffee every day, I don't want to be surprised. I, I want to taste the same thing. That's why I order it the same way. I want to know what I'm getting. We are creatures of wanting to know what we're getting. We're creatures of habit. I want to know what I'm going to feel when I go do this workout today. I want to know what I'm going to get when I see this person today and I hug them, what does that give me? I want to know what I'm getting. When I get when I marry a woman one day, I, I, I'm going to do the steps before to know what I'm getting. I don't want too many surprises once I have three kids with you in a house. That, that's not the time to find out that, hey, you know what? Eh. I actually like the, I actually like more than lip service, if you get what I'm saying. It's like, oh, Jesus, Angela Yee, uh, this is not what I meant when I said let's start a breakfast club. Why did you have to meet Rochelle? Um, You know, I'll say from a recent Drake song, well, Jack Harlow, but technically it's really a Drake song. <laughs> the, my, my, my crib will be on his wheel like motorhomes. Uh, wait, what was the, wait, what was the analogy? I had a great analogy and I just wanted to use a Drake line for no fucking reason. Um, <laughs> oh, like I want to, I want to know that, Hey, this, hey, son, this is why I'm going to leave you. Um, nah, actually, I have no clue what the point I was going to make with all that. 
But here's what I will say. Uh, Confidence is, um, it's a thing you can't quantify. And I think talking about confidence in a vulnerable way is actually really confident. And I'm not one of these, and I I hate when fucking do, I I hate when people try, you know, it's really, it's really vulnerable. It's really strong of someone to talk about their feelings. It's like, eh, you know, context for that. Um, I'm not against someone talking about their feelings. I technically, technically talk about my feelings, but I do feel like there's a way to talk about your feelings without it becoming too feelings, if that makes sense, especially from a guy's standpoint. Uh. But I I do think the talk about um, the growth in your confidence from a very uh, optimistic, realistic, and an honest point of view where it wasn't like, look, confidence isn't just something you're born with. There are people that are born with it. There are, well, not born, there are people that are more innate with it. Like, they just have something. Most people, you have to do things and work for something and do things to build confidence for most people that's how confidence works not just the guy that goes around that says nothing can bother me it's like no bitch is gonna tell me this it's like all right cool but if you really felt that you probably wouldn't have to let people know that look how much confidence i have because if you have it you have it type of thing uh, confidence is a thing where this it can be easily sniffed out of someone because we can always we we can always do tests to find out how how courageous are you really and how much do you talk about being confident if if the number one thing when you talk about yourself is I'm a confident person I'm calm it's like are you because the most confident people you will ever meet. Almost never actually talk about how confident they are. I'm only talking about because it's this new kind of um, fascination honeymoon stage. And when you see the results being rewarded with it, you're like, oh, why did I make it so hard on myself for so long? And and it's weird enough that I'm putting this out on a public podcast where someone can listen and be like, wow, I had no idea that Clint had struggled with these different things in his life. It's like, yeah. And maybe that will make them look at me in a negative, well, not negative. I, w- I would hope someone would listen and be like, oh, what a piece of, what a pussy. It's like, no, but I had to do a lot of shit to build it. You build it, they will come, and boy, they are they, they are coming, and I'm not even trying. Um, it's like, well, stop, stop. Uh and she's like, shit, don't ever stop, Clint. It's like, uh, I was done eight minutes ago, but uh, I'll do it for sport. Hey there, sport. Ah, uh, shit. Now we got a little sport. Motorsport, no Cardi. Because uh, I be lately. <laughs> and you need a plan B a lot lately. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um... Get back on the subject. Okay. Finding yourself. I keep having to say that to remind myself. 
And I keep trying to find myself on this pod. <laughs> trying to find the sweet spot. Um, my Here would be my quick advice to anyone who needs a drastic change in their life. As I was talking about earlier how I am someone that realized about myself that I am not someone that likes to make wholesale changes in one day. I started I started with something as simple like, hey, before I get back in the gym, I need to fix my diet. I need to lose some weight. And I lost weight without even really trying to lose weight. But then when I saw that, I was like, holy shit. I was like, just imagine if I put actually some more diligence. So, okay. So then I kept it going. I kept it. On this diet thing I was on. And it was working. I incorporated some body weight stuff. And little things here and there. Just to get the body going. And like cool. And then I finally got back in the gym. And when I proved myself. I went to the gym confident. I was humble because I still wasn't where I was used to being. But then once the muscle memory kicked in and once I was banging them out and I was in the gym and I was just pumping shit, when I was like, holy fuck, this is different. That's when everything changed. Because it's not about being fit. It's not about the actual workout that makes it attractive. It's not about the actual workout that makes you motivated. It's not about... The results that you are getting, you know, selfishly, you know, socially. It's not about how you're treated different per se. You know what it really is? What makes it really attractive? It's it's everything you had to embody to get to that point. What you had to do, like kind of like a sacrifice, I guess. I don't like to use the word sacrifice. I feel like sacrifice should be for more extreme things like, I don't know, Jesus Christ. Um, but, bitch, don't add me as a fucking friend. I, I, didn't, I didn't accept your sex invite. City Bank. Oh, Jesus. These fucking random ass fucking. Ah, jeez. Sorry, I'm just reading a fucking email that just randomly came up. Wait, why? Uh, geez, I guess it's some like annual fee or some bullshit. Ah, whatever. Anyways, uh, sorry. But no, I just got fucking Best Buy credit card. Because, you know, I finance on a Best Buy credit card for the camera that you're seeing. And I paid it off like over a year ago. But apparently there's like an annual yearly fee. For some fucking reason. I don't know why. I don't make the rules. But. Um, I, guess, I guess. You know. The, the 
thing that makes the true confidence of yourself come out is the fact that you proved to yourself something. You overcame something that a lot of people have struggled doing it. And when you kind of feel like you, you're you doing something that's not being very commonly done. In today's world especially, there, there's a gratified feeling that you are built different. Alright, Clint. No, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a there there's a true feeling of uh, I'm better than you. No, there's a true feeling of I am putting in the work in something that a lot of people are scared to do. And I was one of those people that was scared for a while. And I know I could do it before. I've proven myself for years I could do it. But when you haven't done something for a while, the scariest part is starting from a humbling place. And being a humbling yourself that you have to work your way back up to what you used to be. And now I'm in a position where I'm better than I've ever been because I was willing to humble myself. And I had to find a different way to train to keep myself interested and not just do the same bullshit I did years ago. And it is hard to make a change, a drastic change in your life. But I knew this change would change a whole lot of change, ironically. And it has changed almost everything in my life. And everything is still not where I want to be. I have other issues, like things that people like, that's what you should be worried about. I'm like, yeah, but regardless, if this thing brings me peace, I would rather have a little less in these other areas, but actually have a social life. And actually people have a reason to interact and be around me. Because I've had a fuck, you know, not a fuckload of money, but I had a comfortable living of money. And I was miserable. Like people, you know, man, I've done that 80, 90 hour work week shit. Getting paid very little working two low level jobs. That shit is not, it's not it. Working eight hours a week, even when you are getting paid, isn't it? But at least you're getting paid. At least there's a payoff plan. At least like, hey, you do this shit for five or six months, you are good for a long time. And you could just work like some part time or do some normal job and be fine. And find your solace back to normal. But man, when you were working that many hours just to put a little away, man, that that's some real sad times in life. So my reference point is a whole lot different than most. I'm I know how to operate off of less. And I and I operate off less now. But I'm so much more happier. Because I found myself in your girlfriend's panties. No. But um <laughs> I I have found myself being the most genuine version of myself. And for the first time, being okay with what comes with that. It's not for everyone. Nothing is for everyone. Or even a good amount of people. But I think 
what you'll be surprised is you also be surprised of how many people are willing to adjust and people you wouldn't even think would like your style just because you've made yourself easier. You made yourself more joyful. You made yourself more approachable. You'd be surprised how much a smile goes a long way. You'd be surprised how much a hey goes a long way. There's a lot of people that are very sad. And instead of people just saying hey and being human to each other, we seem to have gone to a place where we just assume in today's world that everyone wants to be left alone. And honestly, a lot of people just want to be approached, just want to be acknowledged. Anyone that ever says they enjoy being alone, I I understand what they mean. But if people took that verbatim and just assumed they always want to be left alone and never said a word, don't even make eye contact or nothing with them. I mean, I guarantee you over time, they, they they would not want to be left alone. They would not be like, leave me alone. They'd be like, love me. Don't make me alone. And maybe they just need to find themselves. Maybe you do. And I still am. I, I guess the biggest lesson I want to take since we're over an hour now. Hit the benchmark test. Um, about the Christmas tree this ending. If you get the Scantron joke. Um, <laughs> if. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll just leave with this today. Take the time it takes to get where you need to get. And it's okay to be patient. Things that you need and want. Obviously, they're not going to happen overnight. You shouldn't need me to fucking tell you I'm a dumbass. Not really. But, you know, got to discredit myself before you do. Hence, happiness. Um... But there's going to be a few pitfalls. It's going to be slow and slow. But like anything, when it hits, when it clicks, it will click. And when you're really in the groove and you're really in the mode of it, you won't even realize that you've found yourself, quote unquote, until it's like months past when you actually did because you've just been too living. You've been living in it. You've been too on the ball. You've been too kind of happy in what you're doing. You're not really even thinking about that stuff. Because you're only thinking about your happiness when you're unhappy. When someone's happy, they're not thinking about really their happiness. Because they're happy. So, uh, yeah. Get to the point where you just say, what's my happiness? Who gives a fuck? And say it with a smile on your face. And uh, then, just... uh. Call her your goldfish and say, or I can be the snack that smiles back. And that is episode 147, the Off and Beat Podcast. 
the least funniest episode I've ever done. Feel like I've been saying that a whole lot more recently, but this one, I mean it, and I don't mean that to be G easy. G, take it easy on me, Halsey, and do coke off my nips. Uh, Alright, don't forget to like, follow the pod, suck some titties, and uh, yeah, go find yourself. It's not that fucking hard, just take a year plus of your life and uh, live as a monk. Be celibate, that helps a lot. Alright guys, have a great day. Enjoy the pod. So yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, baby.